It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome, folks, to October 1st, 2022, and we are accelerating with a massive crescendo leading into this primary election with famine, oncoming famine, uh, massive inflation, food supply shortages, uh, supply chain breakdown, supply chain shortages, war. We have war right on the brink. We have states basically uh, receding from the United States, going off, violating all the constitutional uh, infrastructure that makes the United States so great and makes us a, uh, a strong unity and uh, a darling to the world. And we are at the face of that where all of everything that we've known and everything that we've talked about with all the great evils in the world are now showing their face and showing their heads. But also people are starting to stand up and see they no longer can hide behind the curtains through censorship or control that they've had within the media. And things are breaking out to where you're really having to decide on what side of the fence that you're going to be on. Now is that time with less than 40 days into the primary. They will not relinquish power easily. They're going to do anything and everything that they can. Let me give you an example of why elections uh, are so important and election integrity is so important. Because if you let them steal the elections, then they start moving their agenda forward against the wills of the people and against what people want uh, in order to uh, push their agenda forward. And, and what's the agenda? It's dehumanization. It's compartmentalization between people to where you uh, everybody's isolated. They're not able to communicate. They want to create a path between all lines of communication with humans from end to end to where they can monitor and censor and curate information as well as just the ability to speak and rally and rise up um, against some of the tyrannical measures that are being taken place. Now, a prime example, we all know how captured California is and how far down the rabbit hole it's become. And I want to just preface the importance of elections and how important it is to get involved now, how important it is to say no if there's some uh, malpractices going on within the election itself, if there's some bad things going on within the elections itself. It's important for us as people to have a redress of grievances. Now, part of that, uh, we talked about it last week with Mark Thielman when he was on, uh, on the radio with us talking about his PAC. And the, port, the importance of his pack and kind of the kind of work that they're doing in challenging some of the elections, challenging some of the medical uh, abominations that have happened within the medical industry, uh, violating people's rights, uh, violating their amendments. And keep in mind, the First Amendments and all the amendments, for that matter, uh, they are a birthright. They are not uh, something that the government grants us. We're not asking permission. It is a hundred percent birthright, and that includes all the amendments. So what does it happen when California passes a law 
And now this is this is the lawmakers passed. Now this just happened. This was a couple of weeks ago, but this is a very precedent thing um, that happened in the epoch epic times. And California lawmakers they passed a bill to punish dissenting doctors for quote misinformation. Now what does this mean? That means that they are basically creating a one-party state, creating a one-channel of information. Anybody that violates, we remember all of this, that violates the World Health Organization authority or the CDC authority. And keep in mind the COVID protocol right now, the CDC and the World Health Organization disagree with what is the protocol. I don't know if it's been updated recently, but they're in the past few months, they've had different opinions, different protocols and procedures. They're completely counter contradicting themselves. So what does that mean? And, and where does California have the authority to determine what doctors are deemed uh, good information versus bad information? Now let's dive into this a little bit. The legislation that would punish doctors who dissent from the California government's messaging on COVID-19 has passed that the state legislation governor Gavin Newsom has until September 30th to either veto the bill or sign it into law. Now, he signed it into law. Another thing that he signed into law that's really interesting is the it's called the rap lyrics bill or something something like that. Have you guys seen this? Um, so it's, it's called the signs, the raps lyrics bill. So here's another thing they signed. It's AB 2799 was signed into action by Newsom on the 30th, which was yesterday was unanimous, unanimously approved. So it's called the decriminalizing artist expression act. And this was supported by, uh, Meek Mill, Killer Mike, Too Short, Ty Dolla Sign, E-40, YG, and more. So all the guys with like phenomenal lyrics that talk about killing and murder and things that they've done, then they've, they've, uh, they've decriminalized that to where they can talk about all these things in their lyrics. Now, what I thought this was called, I thought this was already covered under the First Amendment. Now, it's kind of a slippery slope. They're saying that they can't propose the lyrics so essentially, if, they, if it's considered, quote, art, which is discretionary, you know, I hardly think that some of these guys produce what's called art. Uh, it, it's completely discretionary, but that, that doesn't allow them to be able to put those lyrics into a court case, which is really interesting. But again, because these guys talk about murder in their, in their, uh, in their songs and now they don't want to be held accountable. So now California say, no, we're not going to hold you accountable. Just like, oh, you got AIDS and you knowingly give, in, give it to somebody? No problem. We don't care about that. That's not considered murder or anything. Uh, remember forever, that was considered murder. Now California, again, has passed a law that that's not. So you cannot be tried for giving somebody HIV or AIDS um, in the state of California, which what happens? An AIDS pandemic starts to unwind and it goes crazy and people are just having a heyday because there's no oversight. There's no authority. And that's the lawlessness that's coming through and coming down the pipeline. That's where they want to take everything to lawlessness. And that's why I demonstrate the importance 
of starting to get to know your communities, reach out to people and have these hard conversations. Hey, for example, down the street, there was a barn that was on fire, big barn on fire, took the, took the fire firemen 45 minutes to get there. Think about that. 45 minutes in a response time. You cannot and no longer depend on the system. Remember Salem PD talked about how they're not going to respond to petty crimes anymore. Theft, robbery, I think assault. Uh, one of the assaults was on there. Uh, certain crimes, they said, oh, well, we don't have the staff anymore. Thanks, Antifa and Black Lives Matter for the defund the police movement. But what's going to happen? What's going to fill up this vacuum? And, I, and I'd like to reiterate this again and talk about this again, because Portland has openly demonstrated that they are already prepared. Now, keep in mind, they write about, they've written about this. This is an Obama agenda, a UN agenda to discredit all aspects of authority that includes medical authority, you know, uh, police authority, judiciary authority. They want to undermine it all and create a civil civilian, uh, enforcement authority. That's just as big. That's just as powerful. These are quotes from Obama, just as strong as the military. And what is an example of that? The 87,000 new hires at the IRS that they're giving weapons, teaching how to raid homes. That's a prime example of a non-authoritative figure getting authority extrajudicially, extrajudicially through a second thing that's not tied in with a government entity. Therefore, they don't have the, the same government oversights. And we've seen this with the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, basically trying to overrule your First Amendment rights, when the store that's open to the public is denying you access because you don't have a vaccine card or you're not wearing a mask or you're not doing something that completely, one, violates HIPAA, violates the ADA, and also violates your right, your right to travel, your right to uh, engage in commerce, which is a God-given right, which is a birthright. And there's no authority figure, government or not, that has the ability to determine that. But that's where this is going. And California, as it's been fallen, uh, is one of the states that's starting to show their true colors of what happens when you steal elections for 30 years. You know, Oregon's right behind them. Oregon is talking about uh, Measure 114, which we want to talk about, which is a complete violation but we have to vote on against it. We have to play ball with these clowns until we can fix the election system, until we can fix it. And keep in mind, by me just talking about it right now on the radio is not fixing it. It's informing you, yes, but ultimately it comes down to you and I and all of us, all the activators, everybody that's interested in getting involved and actually making a change, now is the time to actually go do something. Attend meetings, get skilled, get knowledge in your county, get, get aware with who's who, who the players are, and go get involved. Even if you don't know what you're doing, show up at these meetings, ask around, get uncomfortable, push yourself out there, right? It's unbelievable. And, and, and it's more pressing now. If they steal this election nationwide, which they're going to try to do, of course they're going to try to do it. 
right? And they think they have it in a bag, which is why we don't have massive chaos all around here. We don't have Antifa rioters trying to burn down federal buildings um, right now because they think that they have everything in the bag. They're not seeing as much activity, right? So are you standing by? Are you somebody that's right on the fence right now trying to determine what to do? I will tell you right now, look up your county clerk, whoever your voter, your county clerks are, find their next meeting and just, uh, just go attend. See how they conduct business. See who they, who they are and what they're talking about, right? If it's a Zoom meeting, jump in there. I'm personally, I hate Zoom meetings. I think that's the whole point of COVID is to eliminate that end-to-end confrontation with the voter for them to actually stand up in front of these people because these are all spineless cowards that are hiding behind their Zoom call trying to invoke laws and invoke uh, oversight on your elections. And they're trying to capture it. Here's another example. Another example of why election integrity is so important. Lawmaker, uh, they're shelving a bill, and this is the importance of people, right? Parents' rights advocates are celebrating withdrawal of the California bill. So this is what happens when you stand up. So this is, again, in California, in the Epic Times. Lawmaker shelves bill to allow vaccinations without parental consent. This is where they're trying to go. They're trying to move the Overton window, eliminate parental consent, get kids uh, inducted into the state, where the state is then their mommy and the state is then their daddy. And they're able to do things in these institutions. And yes, I call them institutions because I think that they're inducting people into prison institutions and inducting kids, getting kids used to authority. Notice, aren't elementary schools looking more like prisons now than schools? They're not very open. They're not very welcoming. They're on full lockdowns all the time. Parents are dropping their kids off in front of the school, never ever going in the school never meeting the teachers, never diving in and getting involved because they don't want to feel uncomfortable. They don't want to feel too pushy. They don't want to feel anything. When at the end of the day, even of public education, they are servants uh, to the public. And so it's our duty in the public to one, educate the public, educate your peers, have meetings, host neighborhood meetings, find out who the who's who's are. If you guys run out of power or have an emergency, it's going to be a lot easier and a lot better to call your neighbors to put out that fire at the barn than to wait 45 minutes for the firemen to come. Now, I'm not advocating to dive in there and and try to do it, but as a community, this is where the magic happens, and this is what the American system is. You're listening to Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. And we are back, Noncompliant America, first day of October 2022. Boy, is it a beautiful day out there, I'll tell you. It's nice to have summer bleed into fall. It's always my favorite time of year when it rains a little bit, but then we get these nice, beautiful days. Hopefully you're out there uh, getting things ready 
and getting prepared for the chaos that is about to endure this winter with massive inflation, energy shortages, uh, power outages, all the things that are coming. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm simply just trying to inform you of where they would like to take things if we don't get involved. If we stop paying attention and bury our heads into the sand, these people are going to get away with murder. And we cannot allow that to happen. They want to vaccinate our kids without our consent. They want to induct our kids into the sexualization, having them look at ridiculous amounts of content that is just vile as kindergartners and induct them into the sexualization and transhumanism to make them not feel like humans, to make them not feel like boys and girls. And they're going to do anything and everything in their power to work around the clock behind our backs until we shine the light on them. And the purpose of non-compliant America is to shine the light on these rats that are luring around trying to induct our kids into these systems. So what does it mean when they are changing the way that doctors and patients are able to communicate and able to uh, work together to come up with a solution that's very personalized, it's private, it's between the doctor and the patient. When they're trying to supersede that by California banning the ability for doctors to act in their own discretion and the specialists that go to school, keep in mind these guys went to school for a long time. And they know a lot more about this stuff than these legislators and or Dr. Fauci. Um, and these, they're completely getting undermined. The, politici the politicization of the medical industry is so concerning because they're basically going around and going to discredit the medical industry. What they want to do is get us to distrust the medical community and create a bunch of dissension, which then is now going to create a larger emergency. People are going to get more sick. They're going to be less likely to take vaccines. I know I am. Even, you know, looking at the tetanus shot. What do we really know about the tetanus shot, right? It seems harmless, but the same people that are pushing the COVID vaccine are also pushing the tetanus shot as being a good thing. And I know for a fact that the COVID vaccine is not, and now it's starting to come out. Even Oxford did a study talking about how you're way more likely to get sick and or die if you've had the COVID vaccine. Look it up. So it's nice that mainstream media and mainstream science, not the science, but real science, starts to come out. So let me give you a little perspective. Now, this is... Uh, an old um, advertisement back in the 1950s, the tobacco industry began a public relations campaign um, that basically talked about smoking, right? And now you guys, a lot, a lot of guys, a lot of you guys know this that are older, but the younger crowd doesn't understand smoking used to be a prescription that doctors would give you, right? And here's a quote on here. It says, yes, I'm a doctor. And I advise the smokers among my patients to smoke uh, Girard cigars. So that must have been a brand. In fact, I smoke them myself. 
There's nothing unusual about this either. Hundreds of physicians nowadays take the same advanced and reasonable view. So at the time, they were talking about smoking as being a great thing. And they're saying hundreds of physicians say that it's a great thing. You see where I'm going with this? So back then, they're saying that smoking was great and there was nothing wrong with it. In fact, it would be prescribed for different things. But now we say, well, of course, smoking is bad. Everybody knows that smoking is terrible for you. It leads to lung disease. It leads to cancers. It leads to all of these other things. And we know that now because we have this track record. Okay. So there was a dissension within the medical community with doctors that said, hold on, wait a minute. We are not going to advise against smoking, which then went against the grain. They were able to do that. They were able to fight for that. And, you know, 40, 50, 60 years later, suddenly now the word's out that smoking's bad and, and doctors aren't able to advise that anymore. Or they, I, I, I don't know if they could, if they wanted to, um, but that's just a dissenting view. Uh, at the time, it was crazy. But think about this. Think about at the time, when smoking was being prescribed or encouraged, a.k.a. the COVID shot, the death killer, the death shot, the bioweapon, if that was encouraged at the time, like smoking, and there was no dissension that happened, and everybody just go went along to get along, and there were not those heroic doctors that said, hey, wait a minute, smoking's bad. And you know what? We shouldn't smoke around children. We shouldn't do this. It's leading to all of these things. Imagine if those doctors did not exist. Think of where we would be at with in a, as a, as a, in the globe. Think of the amount of smoking and the tobacco companies that would just basically be running uh, these doctor's offices, just like the pharmaceutical companies now are running the doctors and running the doctor's offices. Think of the paradigm that we would be in. Thank God for America's frontline doctors. Thank God for Dr. Zelenko, Simone Gold, all the heroic doctors that have come forward and spoken against this. And thank God for the internet and the ability for you, the patriot, to be able to spread information, even in the eyes of censorship, even in through alternative platforms, through peer-to-peer all these different forms of communication, the importance of us sticking together and not sitting down and not getting overwhelmed and not being frustrated is more apparent now than ever. Now is the time we are in the 1775 moment where we are getting ready to go into a massive polarization to where just like the North and the South, we'll be in that paradigm and we are right in the heart of it here in FEMA Region 10. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. 
Welcome back, Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. You can check out our podcast at noncompliantamerica.com. 104.3 FM, 1220 AM, KSLM Radio. We're talking about compromising the medical institutions and how it's leading to people not having faith in the medical communities anymore. And what that's going to result in is essentially a breakdown of the medical society, and that's what they want. They want people to cease to believe in the system, but it's the system itself that has been compromised and is leading us to lose faith in, you know, utilizing them and believing in them. You know, how hard is it for some of you to go to the doctor now? How hard is it to go to the doctor and really it's hard to listen to anything that they say because they're the same people that are pushing and have pushed the nonsense with the vaccine saying that it's safe and effective. Have they compromised their license? Should they be hanging up their license? But here's how deep it goes. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Fauci's and, and the people tied in with that. Uh, they've been compromising the medical establishment and the medical literature groups with selective funding on determining if funds are going to go with a specific research project versus other funds that might be good research to research the effects of, say, vaccines, for that instance, and or the drug and pharmaceutical industry that nobody seems to want to talk about. Nobody seems to want to talk about the fentanyl epidemic that's going on and that's actually killing people, you know, in droves. Nobody wants to talk about that because we're in Oregon and, you know, drugs are free and you can go around and go about it. You can camp on somebody's lawn, camp in front of somebody's business, and there's nothing that they can do. You can even call the cops and they won't even respond. So at what point is it? To where, where is your breaking point where you're willing to start sacrificing aspects of your life to make a change and make a difference? It doesn't take everybody and we're not going to get everybody. You know, we were, I was at my son's football game this morning, standing around looking at all these soccer moms and soccer dads, you know, and just how coddled and domesticated they are, completely unaware with what's going on in the world. You know, in the 1940s, and 30s and 20s, it, were, it was those groups that ended up selling the Jews down the river and putting them into ghettos and going along to get along because they're so coddled and domesticated, they didn't want to give up any of their freedoms or any of their rights. So if you're unwilling to give up anything or you draw a hard line with what you're willing to sacrifice, rest assured and guaranteed, whatever it is that you're hanging on to, that is going to be tested because there's no getting out of this. The stock market's crashing, the housing market's crashing, inflation's going through, through the roof. But again, this is not business as usual. COVID initiated what's called the Great Reset. And what that means is that they are conquering us in every facet, down to energy, food, consumption, property, security, everything. All of that is gone. It's out the window. And unless you're willing to sacrifice and stand up against it, it's going to get taken from you. And so, you know, go 
and try to enjoy your life the best that you can, but the good times are over for a long time. And what history tells us, the real history, is that we're going to be going through some extremely difficult times over the next couple of years. It's going to get worse before it gets better. To what point are people going to realize the importance of election integrity and how do we fight it? How do we go against it? You can't fight the system within the system. You have to go around it. We have to parallel construct our own liberty-based mindsets, liberty-based organizations, liberty-based cities. You have a sanctuary city. We need a liberty-based city. We need people to run for mayor in these cities and start completely undermining the tyrannical authorities that are trying to steal our rights away. We need to start parallel constructing our own systems if we want a chance to be able to allow this thing uh, to be at bay and to stop this thing from happening. And the parents in California are doing as such, right? The parental rights advocates are celebrating the withdrawal of a California bill that would allow children 15 and up to get vaccinated without parental consent. That is disgusting. The fact that the state is trying to undermine parents' authority. And COVID in the schools and the mask mandate for the kids has been a rude awakening for that. Another aspect is this Measure 114 that they're trying to push through to take away your Second Amendment rights, to take away your ability to carry, to take away your ability to function as an American citizen with your God-given rights and your birthright. Let me read to you what the ballot measure news uh, coming out of the Oregon Firearms Federation talks about uh, Measure 114. So they said, as you would expect, the media is working overtime to deceive Oregonians about ballot measure 114. A prime example is this con job from the Yamhill County Register. Says, quote, the requirements would include a photo ID, set of fingerprints, safety course, certificate, criminal background check, and a relatively modest fee payment. This is an outright lie and they know it. In fact, the measure requires a class that not only will almost no one be able to provide, so keep in mind, they make you take a class that nobody can get, but there is a no cap on the fee that can be charged for it, which in other words, we already know how this is going to go. The fee all of a sudden becomes $10,000. We alerted the liars at the new register and their error, but in part of the cartel media, they will not continue. They will continue to lie about the measure. Oregon Firearms and Federation was invited to debate proponents of the measure at the Salem City Club, the Eugene City Club, and the Portland City Club. The Salem City Club quickly canceled when no one from the anti-rights left, quote, left every voice group would agree to debate. These guys would not debate. Same in Eugene, same in Portland. And the Portland has a scheduled debate for October 21st, and we'll see if they actually show up, if they haven't canceled by the time since this thing has come out. Willamette Weeks is scheduled for October 5th, and the Oregonians is scheduled for October 12th. So they're turning this into a real debate, like there's actually somebody that wants to debate. But we already know how the left operates. They don't want to have a debate. They want to silence you. They want to discredit anything 
and discredit the opposition, which the opposition are regular American people that simply just want to stand up for their rights and have their rights and retain this. They want you decadent. They want you captured in your home with no ability to defend yourself. And that's what this thing is doing. It's eliminating the gun culture that is embedded within our American system to be able to protect yourself and your property and your family. Let that sink in. So, of course, the leftist organization, which are being captured more and more, uh, they're just going to continue to lie about 114 and what it represents, right? We need hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, of Oregonians everywhere, with lawn signs that say, stop 114. The Albany Rifle and Pistol Club gun show will be uh, distributing those signs if you guys want any. And it's become increasingly clear from the information we're getting about the people who support this measure that they know it is terrible and flawed and has gross racist elements, but are determined to keep this information from voters. Now, what are we going to do? Are we going to turn in deeper in California? Are we going to raise the bar from California, which literally passed a law that is dissenting doctors? and eliminating doctors that are, quote, spreading misinformation. And we're going to start locking them up in Port or in California for doctors that are like, hey, ivermectin is a good pre preventative protocol. Hydroxychloroquine is a good preventative protocol. They don't want you to have that dissenting argument when the reality is, and this is something that I have to reiterate with people to get them back to understand, the reason they block these alternate, quote, uh, fringe medications that actually work in preventing and, and curing and helping uh, with the, quote, COVID virus, right? The reason that they cannot let those out is because of the emergency use authorization. The emergency use authorization allows things like Governor Brown and Governor Newsom to act extrajudicially outside of law in the, quote, safety of its citizens in its state for them to do things that bully and target dissenting views, such as these doctors. And without the emergency, the emergency allows them to do that. Now, under the guides of the emergency, if there are alternate medications already in the market, they do not get the authorization to do the emergency, a.k.a. the covid shot or the COVID vaccine. That's what allows them to do that. That's what allows them to distribute it because it's not approved. It wasn't approved. It's got emergency use and they're completely rolling that out. And they've inoculated over half of the population with this poison unapproved vaccine shot that's poisoning and killing people left and right. I know people left and right now that are getting sick with some crazy illness that they never knew they had that suddenly is just popping up. And next thing you know, they have two or three or four months to live. That is happening everywhere, whether it's Luke Gehrig's disease or whatever, whatever diseases that you had in the past or could potentially be in your DNA are now coming out because of this vaccine is doing its job. We'll be right back. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knee. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael.
Welcome back, folks. It's time. It's time that you make a stand and decide where you're going to be at. I can only lead you to the water, but it's up to you to drink. Going right into the primaries and the main elections are coming. And it's going to decide what we're going to do. Here's an interesting uh, kind of breakdown of things going on right now in our state, national news, local news, state news, everything. So, a couple things. Advanced clean cars tool rulemaking. Comments invited politicians. $36,000 Europe is a round trip to help climate change. Think about that. They're flying all around the country, giving a massive amount of emissions, far more than... Uh, a vehicle driving around for a couple of years, these climate activists uh, are doing. The scientific censorship is here. Climate uh, fanatics urge removal of study questioning evidence of a climate crisis. Climate fanatics urge removal of study questioning evidence. So this kind of goes in with the California study going after the doctors that have a dissenting view or quote what they call misinformation. Uh, and trying to take away their license and potentially jail time for them. So the next wave, as I said, as I've been saying, is the climate CO2 causing global warming epidemic. So they're going to use this hurricane going on in Florida, use that as an excuse, right? Mark Dillman announced uh, his candidacy for Secretary of State to fix our corrupt election system. 107% of the population is registered to vote in Oregon. All 36 counties in Oregon voted the exact same algorithm. That's crazy. Uh, When the GOP voters waited until the last day to vote in Arizona primary, they overwhelmed the algorithm. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about how this works. They then get the people to vote early. They try to get all the Republicans to vote early. So then they know how many... Uh, ballots to stuff to make sure that it's a quote close election yet they win right Russian men are fleeing their country to avoid the draft the Iranian women are burning their head scarves not their bras kind of familiar uh, let's see there's a McMinnville Chamber of Commerce meeting local Newburgh news Newburgh's really interesting uh, because they've had some different things going on with the school councils and they've really been on the forefront of pushing the uh, CRT agendas, but we've been having a lot of pushback uh, going on there. Marxists use many strategies to defeat their opponents, invoking the emotions, guilt, fear, and envy are the most common. President Biden's recent speeches calling the opposition fascist and racist, well, we all know who the real fascists are, collaborating with the state and the private entities. Uh, such as all the Fortune 100 companies that are enforcing and have been enforcing the masks. Out of the Northwest Observer, the advanced clean cars tool rulemaking comments, the DEQ to adopt, implement California emission standards. Now, if we've seen this, I don't know if you've seen uh, a very large construction company called K&E, local here, uh, big, huge excavation company. They were fined over $50,000 for emission standards garbage, kind of like what this new um, DEQ adoption. Uh, And Rachel Cicada seems to be the new individual that's going to be influencing that. Now, uh, 
it's a really interesting thing. This is how they take over industries. This is how they dictate things is through uh, bureaucracy and regulation. The less regulation, the more likely uh, people are to prosper, the more likely businesses are likely to come here uh, and want to start businesses because they don't have all this regulation. Oregon's one of the highest regulated states for everything, for building, uh, for infrastructure, everything else. If you go north of Salem into Portland, it gets even worse. They have additional taxes that employers have to pay uh, in order to conduct business. And they have their own little departments that they're regulating, making sure that you dotted your I's, cross your T's on some nonsense um, for that. And it's just crazy. Um, and this is how they will kill us in business and keep us from doing business and get every all these large companies. Because all these giant companies have something called tax credits. They don't pay for the same emissions uh, standards that the smaller companies, the medium-sized companies have to do, they don't have to pay that because they buy emission credits. So this is a big push for the low emissions thing. The next big push, the next big thing that this, it's going to roll out is going to be the crypto markets, the cryptocurrencies uh, tied in with the government. The government is going to be announcing its own currencies. This is going to allow them to do their own regulation. They're going to have timed credits. Essentially, when you go to work, you're not going to be able to have a savings that you can build up to over the next 10, 15 years. Those currencies and credits are going to run out. They're going to have a time limit. So you have to spend them within a specific amount of time. They will also then be able to determine what you can and cannot spend them on. This is a very, very, very extremely dangerous precedent. They're already talking about doing it in Europe and rolling that out in Europe. A massive, massive shift in the way commerce is conducted. And this is why it's important to parallel construct our own culture, our own societies, get to know local uh, farmers, local uh, manufacturers. There are some out there, believe it or not, there's a lot of local manufacturers, people building and doing stuff. And we need to maintain as much as we can, as well as figure out alternate routes to get goods and services, do trades and have community that are outside of the realm of these institutions. For example, if you have a community and you're a grassroots community and you're doing outreach and you're doing activism and you're doing uh, different things to uh, outreach to your community, it's best now to figure out a way to get off of the big tech organizations. I know a lot of people use Google Drive. It's very easy to use Google Drive. Okay. But you're also very vulnerable in that. And people say, well, what does it matter? We're, we're putting, you know, our minutes, our information and stuff like that. Your information is then going into a server farm somewhere that somebody somewhere, some organization, and also some government agency is going to get into, and they're going to start doing profiles on you. As Joe Biden's America continues, and they have the war on the American people and the American patriot, this is going to be more crucial into the future to get off of these big tech systems because what they're doing is they're selling the information. They're selling it to third party quote advertisers, which advertisers is a front for intelligence agencies. And they're doing uh, basically full grid services and dredging of your life and doing psychological and profiles on you for any uh, future dissension that may happen and any rift that might happen 
if you decide to fight back against this new climate czar um, that's going to determine what you can and cannot do. If you decide to dissent against that, which it's, it's, it's completely uh, ridiculous to think that you're going to get in trouble eventually for mowing your lawn. You're going to get in trouble for eventually for not submitting your climate credits to a new agency and or an existing agency. You have to be checking in. They have, they're going to have QR codes in all the buildings that you go in where you have to scan. And I know this sounds futuristic, folks, but this is what they're trying to do. By 2035, they're trying to eliminate all gas-powered vehicles. Gas-powered vehicles. It's unbelievable. The all-new cars that they're rolling out, they're just going to kill the industry and not allow you to even buy a new gas vehicle unless we create a big enough demand to do it and start rejecting electric vehicles. So stop buying Tesla. Stop buying these hybrid electric vehicles thinking you're going to save on gas money when in the end you're going to lose because... Getting gas and being energy independent is more important now than ever. Thanks for listening. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Visit us at noncompliantamerica.com. Subscribe, share with your friends, and stay vigilant, my friends. Have a great day.